Welcome to the South Road, boys. Hello, roadies. Time to gather around once again with the family around the wireless. Listen to Troy and I babble about shit. Do you reckon anyone sits down with their family for dinner and says, oh, I know. New South Road Boys episode's out. Come Let's on, listen kids. to that. Get around. And little Timmy's like, oh, I love the South Road Boys. Get about the trout. Come on. <laughs> we can get fishing tips. Yeah. We can learn about robots and sport. Hey, Dad, do your Merle impersonation. <laughs> oh, boy, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun for all the family. Why is it dad doing the mail? Why wouldn't it be like mum doing the mail? Because mum just sounds exactly like Merle. In fact, mum's name is Merle. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, like, yeah right. Sort of takes the comedy out of it, doesn't it? How many Merles are in the world right now? Like from a name percentage. I mean, I know wouldn't. Merle wouldn't be a hugely popular name. She'd be a Merlene, though, wouldn't she? No, Merle. That's it. Merle. Yep. Merle girl. The only other Merle I think I know of is that one of the characters, who was a guy in Walking Dead. He was I think Merle. his name was Merle. Wasn't there a guy? It was Daryl's brother at the start. Right. I think there was a Queensland rugby legend, Merle Meninga. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Give it a Merle, Merle. Give it a Merle, Merle. Yeah. Um, how are you, mate? I am very well. Yeah, what's going on? Something exciting happened today. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's something that I needed to talk to you about. Oh, here we go. And it's something that involves you. Oh, hello. So, let me just lay the scene out for okay. you. So, I'm driving along, doing my work thing, driving to a client, mm-hmm. and the phone rings in the car. Bring, bring. Just bring, as I pull bring. into the client's um, parking lot mm-hmm. for the business. And... Uh, this person says, uh, is this Troy? Mm. I've gone, yes, it is. <laughs> it is, actually. Because yes. that's the kind of man I am. I know my name. Hang on. Don't you answer your phone? Hello, Troy speaking. Um, or do you just go, what's now, that? Now, what's that? What's that? But because I kind of pulled in and I basically answered, Yes, I was just doing a couple of things quick before I had the moment to say, um, you know, good morning, Troy speaking. Yes. Um, but, so we did that. Gutenberg. Yeah. And then- uh, the person introduced himself. It was not a name that I knew. Okay. And said, um, I've been asked or I've been requested to ring you because you're down as a referee for Joe oh, Mather. shit, son. Now, <laughs> being the mature person I am. <laughs> you thought it was a G up. No. No, I didn't. Okay. No. I, I've answered with something like, oh, yeah, no race. Yeah, no. Um, but inside my brain, I've gone. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck him up. <laughs> now what, it was just my brain's just gone. Oh. <laughs> Since he's gotten out of prison <laughs> for the third time, no. So, Rodies, I think probably what we need to clarify is what type of reference was it, Troy? Um, look, it was for something that was obviously dangerous. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Yes. Um, something that takes a lot of mental aptitude. Something oh. I'm not sure whether you're up to that. I don't think I am. Um, there would have been survival skills involved. Fuck yeah. Um, sh- bondage. Easily. Yep. And um, Animal an- training. An- animal training <laughs> and lots of little people. Mm, and we welcome you to Munchkin Land. Mm. <laughs> um, so it was uh, Scouts. Yes, yeah, Scouts, yeah. Tasmania. 
Um, now, I'm not applying for a new job, roadies. Uh, as Troy's alluding to, uh, my my beautiful darling son, Jake, and my wonderful, gorgeous daughter, Ella, have oh, both- God, you're a suck-up. Oh, they are oh, fucking God. champion kids. I love them. Have decided they wanted to join the scouting movement, following Bear Grylls' footsteps, mm-hmm. who is the official spokesman for scouting worldwide. Is that for real? True story, yeah. Bear Grylls. Bear, well, fuck, who Scout else would master. you want? Who else would you Fuck. want? If you were going to say who would be the spokesman for Scouts Worldwide, who do you think it would be? It's not George Pell, I can tell you that. No, no. I, he's certainly <laughs> not in my top ten. No. Yeah. One would imagine not. I will say, though, part of me every time I hear Bear Grylls, mm. all I want to see is this bear just come out of the forest, <laughs> smile, and just have this Big gold curlers on. <laughs> he's, got the, he's got the grill on. And it just flashes up with a big sign and now it says, Bear Grills. Yeah. Available now. Scout life. There's a tattoo <laughs> Scout life. on his chest. <laughs> uh, so they've Scouts decided. Forever. Scouts forever. Uh, mm. They've decided they want to do scouting and cubbing, which is fantastic. Gets them into the great outdoors, mm. teaches them some, hopefully, some useful skills, and they love it. They really are big fans of it. Uh, as part of that, though, I want to probably be a bit involved. I like being involved, what the kids are doing, and, you know, get amongst it. Yep. And so in order for me to be able to do that, I need to be registered. I can go occasionally as an adult helper, but if I want to go away on camps or if I want to help out with a bit more of the activities, I actually need to be registered as an adult helper. Yep. So I need my police check, my working with vulnerable people's yeah. check. And because then, you could be anyone. I fucking could. You could be a complete freak. I could be a redhead for anyone. Oh. <laughs> Luckily. Luckily. I mean, straight away, the trust goes down about 27%. That's why I always wear a hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> last thing you need is another bloody ginger. Um, so no, as part of that process, they do require some personal referees who've known me who live locally. Here's the thing. Here's the rub. They need to have lived locally- and are not a relative, and have known me for a while. And in Tasmania, that's tough. You bloody oath it is. Because <laughs> we're all related. And I've only moved here like two years ago. So the people who do know me haven't known me in the last 25 years, mm. intimately. Um, so, yeah, you were oh, So of, what you're saying then is that I was like your last resort. Pretty, you were my only, you were like my Obi-Wan. Wow. You were my only hope. <laughs> I was, I was thinking I was important. I thought, no, I, thought I was like a staple in your life. Like, I thought I was an important piece in your life. You are. You're an integral and, piece And in instead, life. I find out now that it's just because I was the only person available. Being the only one doesn't make you any less integral. Does it? Still feel gutted. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get your disappointment. <laughs> now I wish I had gone for the evil things I was going to say. <laughs> How do you reckon I feel? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like, it. You know, would you trust... And Jay May the um to look after children, to caretake children. Probably not. My my answer I gave him was certainly. But what you probably Right thinking, now I'm thinking I wouldn't trust him around a pack of fucking Tim Tams. No. Certainly not if you want him back again. I wouldn't even <laughs> want him around some chickens. No. We know how for poor Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention Freddie. No, which is a good mm. thing. Yeah. Oh dear mate. Well thank you, mate. I hope you said lovely things. I actually did. You know, which I is mean, gonna... you do know that I do like you. Yes. I do respect you, and I do think you are actually a pretty reasonable human. Thank you, mate. But what I will give you a little bit of joy out of is if I am accepted into the scouting and cub <gasps> leadership movement. Do you get an apprentice? Oh, I could ask. <laughs> I could. I get a woggle. A woggle. 
which is the little thing that goes in your scarf. Okay. How did you not know that it's called a woggle? Why would I need to know it's called a woggle? It's called a woggle. Okay, it's obviously now. It's Obvious called a woggle. now. But then I'll have to do camping. And that's I'm not talking no room service and three and a half stars. I'm talking great outdoors. Wow, I'm going to have to be outside overnight. <laughs> it's not, not somewhere I find myself... Pitching my level of interest. You know what you need to do? Tell First me. thing you need to do if that happens, mm. you need to make sure you have a drop bear whistle. Of course. Because that <laughs> way w- when the drop bear comes down, yes. you have that whistle. You want it near your woggle? Yes. I Waddle? think they Woggle? Woggle. Woggle. You want it near your woggle? Mm. <laughs> so you just whip it up. It's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> you just whip it up and blow the whistle. Yes. Oh, okay. To yes. scare away the drop bear. Fantastic. What they do is, it's funny, they don't scamper either. No. A lot of people don't realise this. Okay. They vertically just bounce straight back up again. Between Back up to, and you look up and it's like, where did they even go? Is it a bit like Thor when he throws his hammer up and takes the rainbow bridge? Oh, the rainbow guard? bridge. A little bit like that. Mm, it doesn't go as high. It only goes up into the tree again. Of course. But well, once they I get mean, up into only, the tree. They're only drop bears. True. Once they get in the tree, though, they go all fucking predator. This is why people never see drop bears. Oh, that was actually really good. Thanks. Just hope the audio of that came out well. <laughs> Uh, so they're like predator; they just blend. Oh. So you can't see them unless you look really, really closely. Yes, that's why you never walk around and think, "Where the fuck all the drop bears go?" Mm. Yeah, strange enough, possums have the same thing. Yeah, I think it's the glint in the fangs that probably gives it away for me most of the time. <laughs> glint in the fangs. The glint in the fangs. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. Now, that's right, mate. I did my bestest. I really appreciate mm. it. Roadies, it is one week to go until we are live at the Beach Hotel. Mm. Have you got your tickets? If the answer is I don't know or no, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> now, I just I don't understand. You've had weeks. Weeks. Yeah, you've actually had months. You've had four years. Well, you, yeah, surely you knew we were going to get to 200. Surely you knew we were going to get to this point and go, you know what, live show? Yeah, exactly. It's not just going to be, you know, some fairy bread and a pasty pie. Yeah. Like, we're going to do something for it. I mean, it. we've got everything going up. We've got a brass band. We've got burlesque strippers. Yep. Uh, we've got people parachuting in. Lots of drugs. <sighs> that was, I didn't need to mention that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's there. That's there. You know, I mean, come and do some lines with the South Road Boys. Perfect. Yeah. So. Now, for those roadies who may not be uh, located on the sunny northwest coast of Tasmania, it doesn't mean that you can't buy tickets to the live show and donate them to a local oh, wow. to attend on your behalf. <laughs> Why not? That's special. Well, if you've enjoyed 200 bloody hours of us jabbering on, you want to support us, buy yourself some tickets, send them to a rally in Tassie and say, get on board. Get amongst it. <laughs> it's like bloody scouting Tasmania. Just fucking have a go. <laughs> You know, if you enjoy it, maybe good. someone that's, else would. That's actually a really great thought, though. I mean, it's, I'd love to be able to say it's close to Christmas, but it really isn't. No, it's not. No. You know what, though? Um, it's only Christmas in July. No, it's it's almost the start of spring. True. Spring into something new. You know what? I think sometimes, so the way the world's been, mm. in a COVID era, any time can be Christmas. Enjoy any time. A COVID present to oh. someone. Imagine this, you're in lockdown in any other state in Australia or fucking the Americas or wherever else you're listening to this podcast and you go, gee, I wish I'd be able to get outside and get amongst and go to a pub and watch a bit of live shenanigans. I can't, but bugger it. Those people in Tassie, they've got the drawbridge up. Anyone can go out. They can go to a pub. You don't even have to wear a mask. 
Just because you're in lockdown doesn't mean everyone else's life has to be shit. Exactly. <laughs> it's not all about you, you bloody selfish bastard. So get off your fat ass, get a couple of tickets, send them to a person who's got a real bloody life, and send them to a pub for a night. You know what? If you're going to really go all the way, buy them a meal too. Exactly. Throw 50 over the bar. <laughs> buy us food. Why not? We'll take food. Perfect. We'll mention your name as a sponsor. If you can hook me up with the crumb scallops at the Beach Hotel, I'd be very happy. Because, <laughs> quite frankly, they are delicious. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're here at the live show, and now uh, we just had crumb scallops. It was great. Thanks to Barry in Sydney. Exactly. Well hasn't been out of his apartment for seven weeks. <laughs> but thanks, mate. Thanks, Cobber. Really appreciate it. You know what? We'll, we'll probably sign a poster and send it to you. Oh, fantastic. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> well done, Barry. Good job, Barry. You're Good. a bloody legend. You're a nicer guy than I thought you were. Yeah, exactly. Well done. Um, now, what else has been going on, mate? I found out something disturbing today. Oh. Uh, I saw an ad on the socials. Right. It came up on Insta. Mm. I'm going to show you a screenshot of this said ad. And I was shocked. I was distraught. But were you dismayed? <sighs> Momentarily. T- did you clutch your pearls? I didn't. <laughs> okay. No. But I'm looking at it thinking, you know, another alcohol ad. Oh, They're everywhere. Boozy. I get it because, you know, people are in lockdown. There's not much else to do. And you're a lush, so they're probably oh, popping up in your feed. Like, but I looked at it and it's uh, it's Gordon's gin. Not a big fan of gin, got to say. Not it's a gin not, man? Not my thing. Um, it's not, just not. Uh, I've tried gin. Mm. It's a little bit kind of for me, like the taste is just Well, you're not the too, queen mum, yeah. and I think really she's the only one who truly enjoys gin. Gin's got big now, though. Hasn't it? Especially with the ladies. Absolutely, and they yeah. do a lot of the lolly-flavoured strawberry gins. So that, but that also, people go special on the gin, too, so you'll get your nice gin, mm. but then the, the, the mixers or the spritzers or whatever you want to call it, they're sometimes the expensive thing. Yeah. Well, they'll buy a four-pack of mixer mm. to put in the gin. Costing $300. And four-pack is like $5 a bottle. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I hear you. Fuck. Gintastic. Gintastic. Um, but Gordon's. Gordon. They were named pretty well for their gin. They are. They are a worldwide a name. Yep. Um, they're introducing Gordon's alcohol-free gin. So everything about gin except the thing you drink it for. Yep. <laughs> so not only now does it taste shit, does that even get you drunk? I don't understand that one. Like, I get... I, look, we've spoken in the past about... The non-alcoholic beer? Yeah. Yep. Um, the- and look, I, I understood that to a point. Mm. You know, if you, if, you, if you want to go and have a beer with your mates after work, you've got to drive home. Yep. Be responsible. Be responsible. You can still be there with a beer. Mm-hmm. Non-alcoholic and you can still drive home, it's fine. No one's going to call your names because you've no, got a frothy. Exactly. doesn't matter. Um, but when you start going to spirits, a non-alcoholic spirit. Can I just say to I just, any bartender weird. across the country, weird. any bartender in Australia, if you have anyone, and particularly if it's a man, not so much the ladies because they might be make, they might actually enjoy the taste of gin. I don't know who does. But if you're a bartender anywhere in Australia, from the South Road Boys to you, if you have someone walk up to you and say, I'll have a non-alcoholic gin, thanks, just tell them the fuck off. <laughs> just, 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 that's all you have to No, 
fuck off. Because that's just not right. It just it doesn't seem right. Next thing you know, they'll be making non-alcoholic metho. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yes. Not to be confused with here's the gin. Mm. I bet it's still expensive. Oh, you're still paying for the mixers, mate. They're still fifteen dollars a bottle. They would be, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I'm set. I don't know what a bottle of gin is. It's probably forty bucks. Most that's kind of an average sort of. The award-winning uh, Dasher and Fisher gin that sold on the northwest coast of Tasmania uh, retails for about ninety dollars a bottle. Mate. Right. So I'm assuming that if that was non-alcoholic, if it was a zero point zero, it's probably still selling for sixty. Well, and th- why would you pay that much money for something that's just going to give you what water does? Have a water instead. Save yourself. Yep. Put an orange in it. Fancy umbrella. Call it a gin. You know what would be funny though. <laughs> It'd be funny to have set it up. Yes. Um, maybe half a dozen people in a room. Maybe like three couples Perfect. getting together. Yes. And you go, you know what? I've bought some new gin. Tastes mm. a little bit different, but bloody hell, that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. a Gordon's. It's like fantastic. I'll go and I'll sh- I'll go and put a few glasses on. I'll bring them out. Perfect. So you don't pour them all. You bring them out. Yep. And they'd be like, that's actually really nice. It's a little bit different than the normal Gordons, but it's not bad. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Keys in a bowl. Three or four drinks later. <laughs> let's see who gets drunk. Oh. Because there's always going to be that person. The the the, uh, the placebo think, drunk. Yeah, the placebo drunk. That's pretty much me every day. No doubt about it. I mean, yeah, but you don't act drunk. Well, if I have enough sugar, I look like I need some <laughs> bloody Ritalin. <laughs> Feel hung over the next day, coming down off a sugar high. Yeah. yeah. So, Gordon's 0.0 gin. Fuck. Get that <laughs> shit into you and drive home sober. Yeah. Mm. I just, well, power to you if you love your gin. If you are the queen mum, go for it. It's like having non-drug drahypnol. <laughs> like, you know, like you, you just put something in the in the girl's glass or the guy's glass, yeah. depending on what you're doing. Why not? Drugging and that stuff goes both ways. Any holes a goal. (laughs) But you do that. Yeah. But then it doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. But you can say later on, I'll put a bit of stuff in your drink earlier. Why? What's the point? Exactly. Same goes for your gin. (laughs) Are the drink real gin? Or don't drink gin at all? Probably not. I don't think I'll be drinking either. Probably not. If I'm perfectly honest. Don't like it anyway. It's shit. <laughs> shit. Gin shit. Yep. Don't like it. <laughs> the official stance of the South Road Boys on gin. Shit. There is a... Tassie does have a big gin distillery. Um, oh, a couple of them. What's the word I'm after? Um, reputation now. Yes, they are. That and whiskey. Mm. Um, but gin has gone nuts. I think it must be to do with climate or whatever else down here in Tassie. But yeah. I don't even know what gin's made out of. Is it, out, is it like virgins? That's exactly what it is. You have they, to get a lot like, of virgins. They crush a lot of virgins yes. down. I think the thing that makes a gin a gin, it's like a vodka. I think the way they make it, um, using different methods. But I think the one thing that you are required to be able to call a gin a gin is the presence of a juniper berry. A juniper berry? I believe that wow, is... This, you sound learned. I know. that. I believe that is the, the watermark that says... Is it gin or is it not? Has it got juniper? No, then it's not a fucking gin. It's like saying, this is champagne. Was it made in the champagne region of France? No, then it's not champagne. Just sparkling wine. <laughs> fuck. fuck, we're posh, aren't we? Bloody oath we Jesus. are. Jesus. Don't piss off the boozos. They get quite surly <laughs> about it. Now, mate, when we were over in Japan last week, 
And that was a glorious trip. I so, thoroughly enjoyed myself. Once again, thanks to ScoMo. Thank for you, ScoMo. Us there. Um, I just, I never thought I'd ever go to the Olympics. No. And I never thought I'd go to the Olympics with no crowd either. No. It was just, it was bizarre, wasn't it? Like it was us. It you was. Know, a little media bubble. Yes. And then not many others. Well, I, it's the Olympics that I probably expected that I would attend with no one else there. Like I just thought that if I'm going to the Olympics, no one else is going to be there. And there it was. <laughs> um, but on a side note, now look, roadies, I don't want you to, you know, kind of get a little bit excited by this, but off the record, don't tell anyone, but Troy and I believe that we have been given the nod to be the official podcast of Brisbane 2032. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, that's on the down low. Like, we're not allowed to mention that to anyone, um, but we're a little bit excited by it. So we are definitely looking forward to Brisbane 32. It's not far away. It's just How not. How many episodes will we be there? I mean, 23, what are we now? So we're talking 11 years away, aren't we? Mm. So what are we, 52 episodes on 500, fuck. You're doing math. Yeah, we'll be up seven, 800 episodes by that time. I hope so. I mean, what a way to spend your 800th at the Brisbane Olympics. I'll tell you what, if we get to 800 episodes, right? <laughs> I can guarantee we're going to be so old. We're recycling content oh. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't think we have anything new to talk about. I think we'd get to a point where it's like maybe it's like you know episode seven hundred and sixty-three. Yes, and I just you say, mate, what have you been up to? And I just look at you blankly and go, I've hit a wall. Fuck, mate, nothing. I've got nothing. I can't like what I've been doing. We've spoken about four hundred seventy-three episodes ago. Uh. Can't tell people about that again. They remember. Would and they? then I go, would they? And then it's like, oh, have I told you about pandas? <laughs> we can go back and we can just rehash everything we've done in the A past. Reboot, because <laughs> no one will remember it. No, there'll be a couple, but only the people that were drinking that non-alcoholic gin are the ones that are going to remember, <laughs> remember what we did. <laughs> so for our sanity and for episode eight hundred, if you could all get on board real alcoholic gin, so you don't remember what we're going <laughs> to say in eleven years' time. It'd be doing us a big solid. One thing, though, that we did miss whilst we're in uh, the land of the rising sun Mm -hmm. is I forgot to take my student diary with me. And you did miss out on 1990. Last week. Countdown student diary. This is actually true. And I'm sorry about that. I did try and get the wife to fax me a copy of the diary, but... Unfortunately, we're no longer in the nineties. <laughs> we're no longer in the nineties, so neither of us could find a fax machine. I reckon there's people listening that have actually gone, "What's a fax?" No, really? Surely, come on! All our younger listeners, all our younger listeners, because we're, that's our market. Yeah, <laughs> you know, fourteen to seventeen year olds. We're so woke. Oh, they love the South no Road eighteen place. plus. Oh yeah, we are a bit sweary. Yeah. And we, yeah, it, yeah, our show is our does, live show is eighteen plus. Yeah, but it does actually, yeah, it does move a little. Eighteen bit to twenty five is our demographic. It's our pocket. Our pocket, yeah, <laughs> it's, definitely. It's where we find our niche market. So does that mean then, my friend, mm. that we've got two weeks? It sure does. Of the diary this it week, it sure does. I can't believe if I'd known this. If I'd known there were two weeks of the diary to go through tonight, yeah, uh-huh. I wouldn't have researched anything for this show to maybe talk about. Um, I would have been like just a nervous mess all day. Just this bundle of joy and excitement. Mm -hmm. Like a person 
in Victoria, New South Wales, has been in lockdown for four months. Mm. The first day when they're allowed to go out in the wild again. That's the kind of excitement I've had, that nervous energy. Where you step out the front gate and just wet yourself. You're that excited. <gasps> yep. That's, that's what I feel like now. Well, as you should, mate, because what I you don't realise is that we also had the start of the month since we've read the diary last. Oh, it's just... So we've got the start of the month quiz. Jay, if I can stop it. I know. I'm just the excited. The this month is a Like a Prayer picturesque style of Madonna. Jeez, oh, I, I did like that song. Well, there you go. It was a fantastic there song. There it is. Pretty little picture hmm. of Madonna. Madonna, Madonna was super sexy in that film clip too. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and so here we go with the quiz. Right, quiz. Quote of the month. Once again, I am looking at this and it does not appear to be my handwriting, which is a blessing in disguise, I suppose. Um, quote of the month. Oh, my God. Fair enough. A good night out. Question mark. When? And somebody else has written surf club disco. Oh, ho, ho. that's a good night out. Penguin Surf Club. Ping Blue Light Disco at the Penguin Surf Club. Nice. Where I won a dance competition and picked up a single of Andrew Ridgely's Shake You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I did. That's brilliant. And the respect of my peers as well. That is spe- absolutely spectacular. A bad night out. Um, Where, again, and the answer that someone else has written in there is me and Kimmy Yusa. I don't know who Kimmy Yusa is. Come here. Come here. What would you most like to change about yourself? Oh, once again, the public education system has let this author down. Everything. Everything. F-I-N-G. Everything. Is this one you're writing? No. no. <laughs> um, and the other person, I've got two authors on this one in pencil, my grades. What do you most admire and why? Pen, me, and in pencil... Bon Jovi, I can really relate to them. Let's listen to a bit of Bon Jovi at the gym after work tonight. You can do worse. You can do far worse. Best Australian band. What two bands do you think in 1990 were written in my diary? Oh, shit. I reckon you'd be close to In Excess. Correct. One. Oh, nice. And the other one. <sighs> Look, if it was me, mm. I'd probably be... I wouldn't go the obvious of Chisel. I don't think you're no. really a Chisel follower. Maybe a Noise Works. Ooh, Electric Blue. Oh, Ice House. Ice House. Yeah, no, that was that. the other one. Yep. It wasn't me. Uh, best New Zealand band. There's two Crowded answers House. there. No. No. Um, Headless Chickens. No. Great band, though. Were Good song. There was one song. I can't remember what it was called, Headless but I had chickens. it on single. Headless Chickens. Uh, um, both, have split ends. With, both have answered with the same answer. Uh, no to Split Ends. Um, Best New Zealand band from 1990. From 1990. Um, Dave Dobbin. No. No, it's not a band, but I mean, he would have had a band around him. Correct. Um, the Dobbits. Yeah, the Dobbits. <laughs> Dobby. Oh. <laughs> He's a house band. He's <laughs> a house band. <sighs> um, no, I don't know. No. Who? Apparently none. There's oh, no none. Good New Zealand bands. Oh, okay. um, least favourite member of Star Trek. Ooh. Because this, would, would this have been, was Next Gen out at that stage? Yeah. No. No, so we're talking original Star I Trek. I think so. One of the authors has written all of them. Wow. Obviously, harsh. I'm not in contact with that person. And the probably other person. Scotty. I reckon he's probably Correct. Scotty that down. was in pencil. Really? Scotty. <laughs> 
You're picking on Scotty. Well, it wouldn't be Spock, and it wouldn't be the captain. No, he was a pants man extraordinary. Yeah, Fucking so. anything moved. Have I ever been overseas? And it wouldn't be Bones. No. Bones is great. Uh, have I ever been overseas? The first person answered no. And the second person, surprisingly, Ethiopia. Really dumb name for a budgie. <laughs> budgie? Is that the answer in the quiz? No, the question is, a really name, what's a really name, dumb name for a budgie? The answer is budgie. And the second person, fuck you very much, Joe. Um, who is the best pol- best politician in the world? Jesus. That person wrote me and the other one, Michael Jackson. Okay. I don't think either of those people understand what politics no, is. No, I think that's lost on them. Yeah. Uh, ooh, favourite record of the month. I can't tell you who did this album. Heart of Stone. Heart of Stone. Is that... um? Oh, I don't know, is the answer. Female singer, long hair. Um, 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 Alanis um, Miles? No. Alanis Miles? No, it wasn't. Um, I what could do be you com- want? Just leave us again. Soon find out. No, it's hard of glass. Fuck, sorry. Anyway, and the other person who obviously was a big Bon Jovi fan was Blaze of Glory. The soundtrack to Young. Uh, least favourite record of the month once again. Blaze of Glory is still a good song. Though. Fuck, I don't think it is. Kylie Minogue. Now, what I was doing on the 30th was apparently Melissa Kennedy's birthday. Um, Kate Bush was born in 1958. On the 31st, now here's something actually. On the 30th, someone wrote, Hi Joe, well guess what? I love dot, 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 dot. Turn to your birthday. So that it's a bit of a choose your own adventure, this one. <laughs> so I am going to go to my birthday. I'm not sure what I'm going to find there. Who does this person love? Um, Tracy French, Corey Fieldman, Tom Cruise, and Johnny Depp. Anyhow, happy birthday. Love, Lani. Thanks, Lani. After the Heart of Stone update. Oh, yes. We've done a bit of research. Not who I thought it was. Actually, sure. That's the album with If I Could Turn Back Time, just like Jesse James. Done it. If I could turn back time. That's beautiful. If I could find a way. Sounds a little bit like uh, Elvis, but, you know, it's okay. So did she. Um, On the 31st, I had to get my for stuff once again. I'm an actor. But Mr. Coleman, Chook 4. If you can explain that code to me. Chook 4. Correct. Mr. Coleman. So it'd be Lance Coleman. Lance Coleman, uh, doing PE at that time, I believe. Chook 4. And then Chook with a number four Is it possibly like a, a rugby move? Like chuck four. It was like, you know, like, like maybe American footy. Yeah. It was dum dum chuck four. Possibly. <laughs> Everyone just scatters. I, I don't know. Maybe I needed to get a chuck for Mister Coleman. Maybe. Um, it was also. Would it have been? Oh, no, you weren't. You weren't really big on the golf then, were no, you? Chicken run. Chicken runs. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. No. I know. Anyway, it's not bad either. Uh, now on the first of August. Important. Don. Ride. Don. Yeah, but then I had ride for chess, so I ob- I obviously needed <laughs> You're to get offering a ride. Your body, no, <laughs> for chess. Well, you, you were know, pimping yourself out, out for, for chess. Che- I mean, is like that, I love chess. Is, is that nerdy or what? <laughs> exactly. I'm selling my ass for chess. <laughs> I need to hire some time to play chess. You've got a chessboard. I'll have sex with you for half an hour of chess. Oh, sounds like a fair deal. Yeah. I really like chess. Yeah. And then apparently I owed fifty cents. To Chaka. 
Chaka. Chaka. Chaka Mars. Okay. Was a girl I went to school with. Right. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I don't believe she's with us anymore, which is ah. also very sad. Uh, but Joe Elliott from Def Leppard was born in 1959. On Tuesday, the 2nd of August, um, I had uh, maths and what's the guy, uh, Farnan from Boom Crash Opera? Oh, I don't actually know their names. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Not a good Aussie band back then, though. The 3rd of August, I had the day off school. Don't know why. Maybe because it was Kurt Braddon's birthday. It's probably the time when you were whoring yourself out for chairs. Fuck. Now, if I said to you, gun to your head, what year did Star Trek... I don't think gun to your head is actually his name. No, true. No, it's gun If I had a gun to your head... <laughs> yes. ...and made you choose a year, what year would you tell me Star Trek debuted? 1963. Fuck. Good guess. Not the right one, but very good guess. 66. There you go. Same year as Batman. I know 63 is the moon, isn't it? That's when we jumped No, in. that was 69. That was 69. What's in 63? Obviously important. It was a summer of 63. <laughs> <laughs> Just doesn't have the same ring to it. Now, apparently on the 5th, I needed to catch the shot at Mount St. Vincent's, the 715 Kerger Green Bus. To Where's Mount St. Vincent's? It's in Olveston. Okay. I was out and about, obviously. <laughs> You're a wild child back then. Uh, and I needed to get a certificate for Mr. Hinn. I don't think I really fully understood how much of a man of the world you were back in that time. But here's 1990. this week's, mate. Here's this week's. Monday. Oh, we're still going. Fuck yeah. Two I days, tell you remember? what, see, I thought that was two weeks worth. I no, thought that was it. It feels that long, doesn't it? Yeah, but now, Bob. Daryl Summers was so born. So I enjoyed it still going. 1951 on Monday, the 6th of August. Uh, I needed to get my personal statement and resume ready on the 7th. And apparently, Jackie O'Sullivan from Banana Rama was born. Ooh, The Edge and Ricky Rocket both share um, Ricky Rocket from Poison. The Edge from U2, I assume? Correct. Both born on Wednesday, the 8th of not August. Not for those uh, those in our pocket, those young people listening, not the uh, Microsoft. Not Edge. Microsoft, no. 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 Not, not, a, um, not a search engine. Apparently, it's quite <laughs> awkward. Uh, I was listening to uh, an interview with someone who got introduced to The Edge. And he introduces himself as The Edge. Do you know what his name is? That's, I don't know. I've never... I mean, imagine if... I think it's Brian I or think something. I remember seeing uh, there's a live um, concert that I've got of theirs. Mm. It's still on DVD. I haven't watched it for ages, but I know uh, when they're going around the band and doing the, you know, blah, blah, so the crowd can roar. And so, like, oh, bass, oh, amazing, and all the rest. And, um, and he actually turns around and says, you know, even his mother calls him The, the Edge. edge. <laughs> <laughs> so... I thought it was just a fun thing for on stage, thinking now it might be right. <laughs> yeah, but I think the person went, no, what's your, what's your real name? And apparently the Edge was a bit oh, Maybe um, his name Because the person is, didn't know who he was. Perhaps his name is Theodore Edgington. Ah, uh, of course, Theo. Yeah, so it's just the Edge. Whitney Houston was born on Thursday, the 9th of August in 1963. Um, I had Devonport Estevids on the 17th, and Eric Carmen. not... <laughs> Every time I hear it. Eric Carmen. Every time I think of Eric Cartman. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every time. Mark Knopfler, Mr. Dire Straits himself, was born in 1961 on the 12th. And for those people playing at home, uh, I had first and second period were speech and drama. Third period was math. Fourth and fifth and sixth periods, more speech and drama. Obviously getting my... My thespian skills up. Getting ready for that moment Fuck, in life. The Devonport Estedfords were the shenizzle. 
Were they? I don't know whether or not I've told you, Mr. Barnes, but that was the year that I picked up the illustrious trophy of being the best under-18 actor in a Devonport Stedford. You were just... I know. Your I know. history, your I don't mean to brag, the history but, of uh, acting. Wow. One thing that I don't know why is the, uh, the 10th of August or the 13th of August... Wow. ...has been cut out of my diary. That's... Dun, dun, conspiracy. Dun. But look, there's a bit of... There's a bit I'm of more disappointed by the fact that, that I don't get to hear as much about the diary because... Oh, now I can I feel talk like about why this off. page is cut out for a couple of hours. Right. I don't know, but I can tell you what, it's very, very interesting. Do you reckon it's more exciting than the discus final? <laughs> Probably. I have a question for you. You've been abroad. You're no, a travelled man. I'm not a trans man. <laughs> you are not trans man. But you've been you've been out and about, you know where the world is. I've gone out I've seen been off few of the states. Yeah. I've and been to a to a uh, a land of ties. Exactly. Now when you're in the Americas, I know that you went and shot some zombies. I did. That would have been a bit of fun. That was great. Did you do any sort of shenanigans other than, you know, the occasional masagi in Thailand? Or did you do any of the touristy things like rent a motorbike and almost hurt yourself? I didn't do the motorbike thing, so I'm actually a little bit smarter than that because Ah, I realised that if you come off said motorbike, Mm. uh, you're not covered by anything. So, in other words, not only is your holiday ruined, but all the expenses are yours to pay. Your holiday insurance does not cover that. No, it really doesn't. Um, And also, I'm not someone that rides a motorbike normally, Mm. so I wouldn't certainly just jump on one, even if it's only lightly powered in another country, with all that traffic around, Mm. expecting that I would come out of that unscathed. Now, I'm going to show you a photo. I can't even start a mountain bike. (laughs) Can't even start a a mountain bike. No, stay on a mountain bike. Oh, stay on a mountain bike. I start a mountain bike. I think you don't know how mountain bike works. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not a starter. It's just what you flip down to stand the bike up. Mate, that's 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 just a stand. (laughs) Have you used the choke? Pull the choke out, Troy. Now, I'm going to show you a photo okay. of a young lady. Oh. And then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. There she is there, 21, full of life, cute as a button. I can neither confirm nor deny any of that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you just did. Damn it. I have a question for you. Yes. This young lady, mm-hmm. in her infinite wisdom, was travelling abroad. Uh, she's from Port Macquarie in New South Wales. Okay. Strange. Um, I think her name's Matilda. Very strange. Very strange. I mean, very, very ah, strange. Can you be any more cliche? Now, she had. Um, I'm trying to work out which country she went to. Probably doesn't really matter for this. <laughs> for this exercise. For this story. She decided to go on a jet ski. Oh, yeah? Now, jet skis are a lot of fun. You're out there on the open water, and it's like a motorbike on water. Flying around everywhere. Beautiful. Love and life. She had a bit of a mishap. What do you think were her injuries from her mishap on a jet ski? Injuries from a mishap on a jet ski? What do you reckon could possibly be one of the most uncomfortable and horrendous injuries? Because I'm going to say horrendous. I'm not going to bury the lead here. I'm she going to assume, is it, is it a, some kind of a, a pelvis region, sort of, mm. like a... Very warm. Very, is it, very warm. Is, is it something to do with the birth canal? No. No. Back a little bit. Back a, Oh, it's an anal thing. Yes, it is. Oh, did she get butt punched by something? A woman from Port Macquarie um, uh, was 
revealed on TikTok. Because TikTok's, you know, the place you go for this. Everything is. Matilda was on the jet ski with two of her friends, which always is a great choice, three people on a war ski or on a jet ski, when she lost grip on the woman in front of her. Old as tail as old as Always time. happens. Yes. Yep. Matilda slipped from the seat, causing the jet ski jet, which is that big, like, because you get oh, that jet yeah. of water. That's the Flies thing that propels the you. The engine chews up and basically pushes the water out the back and mm-hmm. propels you forward. Yep. That went up her rectum. Holy shit, that's a lot of water and a lot of power. It was the first time on the jet ski, probably the first time she did anal as well. Um, it happened. And the water jet shot up my bum and tore up all my insides, she said. As soon as she fell off the jet ski, she knew something was very wrong. Describing how she kept up vomiting every couple of seconds. Um, Every time I vomited, I felt my intestines coming out. Not a good thing. Once I got to shore, the paramedics came and they saved me. Woke up in hospital 24 hours later and I found that I had a perforated bowel... And my intestines tore my sphincters. Because you don't just have one, you have multiple sphincters. I didn't know that, but so this is from a water jet going up her ass. Correct. Fuck. Basically, it meant that all the contents of her bowel went inside her abdominal cavity. You know what this is a lesson to be learned from With- most people? If you're ever going to be on a jet ski, wear a wetsuit. Because I can guarantee she wasn't wearing a wetsuit. Well, I'm not sure, but I probably would be more of a chastity belt. Like something that bit metal down there is going to be the thing. Um, basically, it just perforated every oh. part of her bowel, every part of her urinary tract, uh, her gastrointestinal tract. Basically, the, it runs from your throat to your rectum, and pretty much everything up there was just flushed clean. But I'll tell you what. This is the first time ever. We can laugh about it now. Oh, yeah. She's Look still cute. She's still cute. Um, well, this is the first time ever mm. where I actually honestly think in my mind, geez, I wish we'd stayed listening to the diary. <laughs> <laughs> first time ever. Oh, oh, dear me. Ouch. Now, how's this? One person claimed that some jet skis actually come with a warning about this kind of injury. Uh, the person asked, uh, the person who was being asked said, I work at a jet ski company and I've heard horror stories like this. The person wrote, I'm just blown away. <laughs> I'm so sorry this happened to you. Oh, dearie, mate. It's always good when they put a little bit of a pun in there. You know, I found out here a couple of weeks ago, mm. and it does make complete sense, but it's one of those where I've never thought about it because the branding has always been so strong. Right. I never realized that Jet Ski was a brand... Not, not a, actually the machine. No. I always thought that they're jet skis. No, they're it's not. It's just that the branding has been so strong for so long mm-hmm. that you look at it and you think straight away, jet ski. But it's not. No, it's actually a, it's a, it's a, an aqua, pro, it's something like motorbike. an aqua propelled device or something, yes. something like that. Um, Fuck you up the ass ski. water, water bike. Yeah. That's exactly it what it's called. Up the anal sphincter water cannon. The back passage bike. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Mind you, though, there's not many things like that that you ride that coming off the back mm. while moving mm. ends well. No. But you, you know would have thought, I'm on water, ski, what's the worst that can happen? Motorbike. I'd rather bucking come horse. Off- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I'd rather come off a jet ski, though. Like, if you were to get me to do a risk analysis, motorbike or jet ski, 
I'd probably go, you know what, I reckon a jet ski is a bit safer. It depends. I mean, if you're maybe um, Evil Knievel's cousin and mm-hmm. you decided to jump the Grand Canyon. Gary Knievel. And you come off halfway. On a jet ski? That's a, no, on a, on a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going to leap the Grand Canyon I'm gonna build, on a jet ski. I'm going to build a river. I'm going to dig a trench, yep. fill it with water up to a ramp. Yep, have a ramp and clear, and the, clear Grand Canyon. the Grand Canyon. Unbelievable. Fuck, and set me on fire while I do it. <laughs> I was reading, I was speaking of water was and stuff. I was reading something did. the other day. <laughs> yes. Because um, there was something about, um, someone asked a question of how many bodies have gone into the um, Niagara Falls. Oh, over the, uh, in yeah. the barrel? And the. Um, no, this was just people, I believe, actually possibly ending their lives. And the numbers right. were phenomenal. Oh, they would be. Um, but the first person to go over in the barrel, mm. um, I believe, was 1901, and it was a 63-year-old woman. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's the first person who successfully did it. <laughs> successfully did it. <laughs> I, think that's the, I think that's the little asterisk at yeah, the bottom can, of that statistic. I didn't read any the further. The first person who successfully went over that. But who the fuck? I mean, that's... But I thought initially, my first thought was, why, why would you do it to begin with? Well, but hang on. You and I, we've, we've taken a weekend jaunt, probably from the Canadian side, if I'm honest. They're a lot friendlier <laughs> up there. Yeah, true. And, and when we are Alaskan state troopers, it's probably just a trip south. Ah, it's just a, yeah, it's a long weekend adventure. Exactly. Yep. So... And we've got health insurance. Exactly. So we're set. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've asked for the non-alcoholic gin... And someone slipped us a Mickey and gone, fuck you, I'm giving you the full strength. Additional Dutch courage. Additional. Mm. And so unexpected Dutch courage. Unexpected Dutch unexpected courage. Canadian, unexpected Canadian courage, actually. Unexpected gonna... Canadian courage. Mm. It's a real thing, people. Mm. So we're three sheets of the wind at, you know. Especially Lover's, you, you don't even drink. <laughs> exactly. Lovers look out there on the Grand Canyon on the Canadian side, looking at the Americas, going, aren't you fucked? And you go, <laughs> hey, Joe, want to go over the edge? In a barrel? <laughs> in a barrel. And in I a go, gin barrel? Yeah, why not? I don't think gin comes in a barrel, does it? I think whiskey's the only thing that does that. Oh, yeah, I know, but I linked into the earlier story. You just go with it, Joe. Sorry. My Fuck. bad. My bad. Um, yeah, so I think, why would you? And then I think once one 63-year-old woman does it, everyone goes, oh, I could fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> if it had have been a strapping, you know, young 25 to 30-year-old, six-foot-four Adonis of a man... No one else would have done it. But it was a 63-year-old woman, and everyone was all shamed about it. An Adonis of a man. And an Adonis of a man. You really tried to put that up there, didn't you? Yeah, that's what she said. Here we go. An estimated <laughs> 5,000 bodies. Fuck me. Were found at the foot of the falls between 1850 and 2011. That's a lot of people. Yep. On average, um, 20, so 20 to 30 choices. people going over the falls every year. So that's one every fortnight. One a fortnight. Yeah, the majority of deaths are suicides. Oh. Um, and most take place on the Canadian Horseshoe Falls. Oh. Maybe Canadians aren't so happy after all. Well, hang on. No, just because it's called the Canadian Short Horseshoe Falls doesn't mean it's all in Canada. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, look, I mean, it's like Technicalities. Those, it's like that. there was one guy who did a tightrope walk from America to Canada across the falls. I don't think you'd be that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. No, well, you know me. Love a bit of heights. Love the love, heights. Love it so much. So much so that when we're in Tokyo, I know that we, we stopped by and watched the speed climbing, and that was an absolute delight. Oh. 
I used to, I tried to be a little bit uh, bit modern mm. when I was over there. Yeah, I uh, tried to jump on some new social medias. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's a new pl- new platform called um, TikTokio. TikTokio. Yeah, I don't know if you come across <laughs> that one. TikTokio, the official social media platform of Tokyo twenty twenty. Yeah, TikTokio. That is genius. Was quite good actually. It was funny, it was, but it was only being beta tested by the Olympians, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's off now. You can't find it now. No, it was it's only during the two Olympic weeks. Games. TikTokio yeah. 2020. Yeah, so look, it was pretty popular in its time. Yeah. Um, but we'll see if it comes back. Oh, absolutely. Mm. And yeah. I can't wait to. Um... <laughs> oh, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> I was going to try <laughs> was and come up with uh, f- uh, f- Face Beijing. Face Beijing? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's not going to work, is it? And then I had bitter, bitter, which is bingo. Uh, Beijing Twitter. Well, actually, no, it's going to be in China. There's going to be no social media. Thought you're talking about, about gin again. Gin again. Gin. Again. <laughs> it's fucking bitter. Your Tastes face like is bitter. Shit. Taste. Um. Now I have one more thing for you, mate. Is this one going to be like violent or terrible as well? Because you're just coming up with the really the horrid stuff. No, I think this is going to give you a bit of a delight. We're going to the Americas. <gasps> South Americas? No. Oh. It can be South America. Right, of course it is. Um, yeah, it's definitely South American well, news. Welcome to South American news. Wonderful. I love it. Okay. Um, f- Michigan, um, Mescal Engorged Mexico. Fantastic. We have David Olayson. <laughs> Good. Juan it David. It does sound very South American. Juan David Olayson from... Uh, Muscon Mexicano um, was building a house. And as part of the house, he wanted to make sure that the foundations on the old house, whether or not he could reuse them. and Repurpose. Repurpose them. That's you a know, great recycle, word reuse, repurpose. Hmm. And he, he made a discovery oh, in the foundations is, of the old building. Is it a body? What... Not a body. Okay. What would be the most unexpected building material you would think someone in Michigan, Mexico, um, would use as part of the foundations? Used sex toys. Think bigger, mate. Dinosaur bones. Slightly smaller and a lot harder. Um, that would be um, 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 baseball bats. Look, we're probably going to be here for quite some time. Uh, basically, David Ole Olison, 33, was learning firsthand after discovering his home that he had purchased in uh, Michigan, Mexico, two years ago, was built on top of bowling balls. Bowling balls? He and his wife are the second owner of the home, and they live there their, with their three children. Um, he needed to do a bit of renovation, as we said. And he went in to remove one of the cinder blocks and found an old bowling ball. And he went, hmm, it's a bit weird. How many bowling balls do you think he has removed from the foundations of his home in uh, Michigan, Mexico? Well, it's going to be something ridiculous. So Mm, I'm going to go. Bowling balls, though. Yep. Like, they're not. They're pretty big. You can't pick them up at Bunnings. No, I'm I'm going to say um, 113. Fuck, mate, 160. Bowling balls. Fuck. He has now been called the bowling ball guy, funny enough. <laughs> but, I mean, here's the thing. Bowling balls, they run out of steam eventually. Yeah. I assume they lose their dexterity. 
their strength. Do they? I don't know. They, I don't. I mean, like anything, I suppose. You think after a period of time, or maybe they just don't look shiny anymore. And you know, people love a shiny ball. Yes. Um. So they've got to go somewhere. And I've never thought about you know what. Where do old bowling balls go? Yeah, well, he thought it was a bit of a dumping ground, but he made contact with Brunswick Bowling, the people who make the bowling balls, because mm-hmm. they're all stamped. And he Brunswick, soon... is that in South America? Yeah, Brunswick, South America. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Brunswick, Brazil. Right. Um, <laughs> he found out the old pieces of equipment, because it wasn't just bowling balls, it was a bit more bowling alley equipment and stuff like that, came from a plant the company had in the area back in the 1950s. So obviously someone had decommissioned this plant and went, what the fuck are we going to do with all these bowling balls? Hey, Gary, you're building a house. You need something for the foundation. solid. Yeah. Just put all the bo- – do a box, put the bowling balls in it, call concrete on it, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's a strike in my book. <laughs> what a bizarre thing, mate. I mean, they'd be solid. Bloody oath they would. <laughs> Good bowling filler. Balls. Good filler. True. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, you know, you had some to spare. Oh, I like what you did there. <laughs> I got bowled over by that joke, mate. <laughs> Thank you. That was good. It's the only bowling joke I've got, to be honest. That's it. Yeah, fair Nothing. enough. Um, well, that's it from me, mate. After last anything? week's effort, let's be honest, that it went for about 90 minutes, it was epic. 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 Not as epic as the discus throws itself. I mean, we talked to Ice Cream Denny afterwards. And he was, quite frankly, gutted. He's, he's pretty stoked. Oh, I thought he was gutted. I yeah. thought he was melted. No, but when I say stoked, um, he was stoked with the support that we gave him. Oh, he was he's wrapped like, that we were there. Like, I can't believe the official podcast. Of Brisbane 2032. Is already here now. And the and the demo they're doing mm. is my final. Well, it was he the was only just, one we did. Yeah, the I mean, we had to only sign, event. We had to sign his discs. Yes. <laughs> and it was just amazing. Um... He's actually done the old Janus. Mm-hmm. You know, I signed his arm. He's going to get it tattooed. Perfect. So, I mean, how good's that? What more do you need? So, I mean, that's just fantastic. He was just, he was overjoyed. Absolutely overjoyed. As we um, were. He also went and bashed the shit out of the Swedes after it too. Most people did. Yeah, bashed their heads in with the discs, I believe. <laughs> so, apparently they won't be going to the next Olympics. No, and I don't think uh, Ice Cream Denny is either because he's still doing a, a stretch in the Tokyo prison. <laughs> Um, but, Rody, speaking of signing things, we will be also signing merch oh. at our 200th show. We'll sign we anything. Cannot in- we will actually sign anything. Yep. Whatever you want, I'll tag it. Bring your mum in. I'll sign your mum. Why not? Why not? Right across a forehead. Yep. You can get it tattooed on there. So don't be looking at your mum. You'll think of the South Road boys. <laughs> That's what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> So go to the website, southroadboys.com, follow the links, buy the tickets, and if you can't come, buy tickets for somebody else. Yep. There's only a few left, so um, let's let's fill the, fill the stadium. Yes. <laughs> like we did in Tokyo, mate. Like we filled the stadium in Tokyo. <laughs> so, Roadies, we will look forward to our penultimate oh, episode Jesus. next week. Thought about that Before one, the you? 200. No, I've been watching a bit of the velodrome cycling, mate. Okay, right. Because <laughs> you've got the peloton, and I love the velodrome cycling. I really did. It was a special moment for me. Was it? Didn't you enjoy it as much as I did? No. The Kieran, the Madison, you just didn't get on board, did no, you? No, I really didn't. Oh, fuck. Anyway, roadies, I'm Joe. I'm off to watch more cycling. <laughs> I'm Troy. And we're the South Road Boys. Yeah, we certainly are.